This is Chat and Spin Radio. Keep it locked on chatandspinradio.com. Enrich and enhance your life with elements and fragrances, candles, room sprays, perfumes and colognes by Tessa Williams. So I'm here with Harry Slay today on this beautiful May afternoon and absolutely blazing sunshine here at St. John's Wells Farm and famous stud of the Shetland Pony breeders. Marvelous to be here. There's rosettes everywhere. There's medals on the table and there's Harry. So thanks, oh. Harry, so much for uh, joining me. And uh, yeah, so how long have you been here? Uh, the family moved in here in 1901. Um, my great-great-grandfather moved up from the Errol Buclues estate in Linlithgow. Uh, it was Lady Aberdeen to come up to, to bring new farming techniques, modern techniques at the time, to Haru House and all the tenants. Um, from there, he started pedigree breeding. It would have been his son, J.P. Slee, my great-grandfather, who had a real eye for stock, and, and he very, very quickly became one of the stock, top stockmen in the country. At that time, it was Clydesdale Horses. Clydesdale's. Clydesdale Brilliant. Horses. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, his father, Charles Slee, um, put all his sons, put J.P. into farms, so they had tenanted farms. So 1901, they moved in here. Um, the Mitchell family that left here emigrated to America, and they were the one of that family started the U.S. Air Force, wow. and that's what the Mitchell bomber is named after the Mitchell family. Oh wow, incredible! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After that, he quickly made a name for himself, GP, and he had four sons, and he put his four sons all into farms. Two of them very, very quickly established themselves as very, very good stockmen. His, his oldest son, his second oldest son, um, Alex Lee, um, who moved it to Hone, he, he was the, the best stockman in the family. Yeah. And then there was my grandfather, H.P. Okay. They had a you know real eye for stock. And from there, um, I guess, a family tradition was started. Mm-hmm. So the medals go back to the late 1800s, 1878, I think, was the first one. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather took over, started winning in his own right in the early 1920s. Wow. 19, yeah. And did Clydesdales. Unfortunately, the Clydesdales demise came very quickly after the war due to grass sickness. Grass sickness, okay. Um, and that's what kind of stopped my grandfather breeding Clydesdales and he moved into Shetland Ponies for his kids, my father and, and my aunties mm-hmm. in the 1940s. So starting in 1947, I think, again, they had Shetland Ponies in 1900 mm-hmm. to about 19, mid-1920s. Mm-hmm. They stopped to concentrate again on Clydesdales, you know, the depression. You know, everything had to had to, to pay its way. It started again, my grandfather, nineteen forties, for his kids, my father and auntie, and he very, very quickly discovered that he he, he was very good at it. 
So from hmm. starting in 1947, he was Highland Show champion in 1950. Wow, yeah. And that was a fair achievement in those days because there was some mm. real top yeah. stockmen. Yeah. And again, it all comes down to, I guess, luck. He, he put a stallion that bred a hell of a lot better than what he was, Wells true form, and nearly everything goes back to that. Mm-hmm. And where does the original name Wells come from? Uh, there used to be a lot of wells, you know, water wells in the farm. There, okay. there's, there's, there was about five. Right. Every now and again, we used to get people in, I would appear, to bless the wells, believe it or not. Oh, like water diviners? No, just... Blessers. Really, yeah, really oh. religious people. They would appear from America, Australia. Really? Yeah, you know, you have got St John's well. Can we go and see it? And ah. Do you still have the wells? No, the, most of them have been have been covered over or changed. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so then your father, your grandfather, and then how long have you been running the farm here, Harry? I would have taken over, you know, I, I came home from school in the 80s and I, my father died in 2009 and, and I suppose I, I would have taken over with my brother then. But I've always had a passion for, for breeding. We had North Country Cheviots, is what the farm was okay. very famous for as well. Yeah. And my father moved into Suffolk Sheep. But I stopped them with my brother in 2010 because we didn't have the time to do it properly and you, you either have to do it properly or don't do it at all there's no in between with pedigree breeding oh yeah it's full on I it's can full imagine. on and we, we decided we would you know we, we moved out of Cheviots in the night 2002 after the foot and mouth yeah farming became very tough we, we hadn't time to do everything so we moved out of those in 2001 and um, concentrated on Suffolk sheep yeah and so I stopped, and we stopped then in 2010. Okay. Um, so you just did the ponies from that point onwards? From 2010, yeah, commercial sheep and, um, and, and Shetland ponies. Weren't very successful when I started. Um, I think at the first 14, 15 shows I did after my father died, I was either last or second last oh yeah various reasons maybe but I just you kept going maybe I just wasn't good enough I don't know mm. um, I came out of a show one time and a guy came up to me with a champion ticket and said see this ticket here you'll never win this again yeah um, that was a bit cheeky <laughs> yeah so I won it the next four years in a row yeah, yeah. so good that kind of said I if I'm doing this I'll have to do it properly I, I, need, I need to up ah, my game improve yeah. And I think yeah. that's hopefully what I've done. Excellent. So what are the tips for the top? I mean, you know, people love ponies, horses, people love Shetland ponies, but, you know, to show them to the high standard that you have done, Harry, over the years, so many championship prizes. I mean, what are the tips? What are, are there any secrets you can reveal? I don't think there is secrets. You just, the harder that you work, the lucker you, you become, I think mm-hmm. it's the first thing. You know, do what you love and love what you do. You know, sure. you, you have to have a passion for it. Anything else? I mean, I had a, I, I got um, a couple, a girl, she's up there, Emma Jamison, who came, who started coming to help us, and you know, she she was a big help as well. Um, 
listen to advice. You know, sure. I got an awful lot of advice from 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 people. My mum, um, as well, who who did the ponies. Mm-hmm. She had ideas that maybe we couldn't use when my father was on the go. He, you know, it was his yes. his idea. Mm-hmm. But you know, she came up with a few good ideas. We bought mm-hmm. that stallion and that wall. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah, from my auntie, and that was my mum's idea. And yeah, he went on what's he called? West Park Royal Star. Ah. He is an absolute. He, he's just an absolute gentle giant until <laughs> he goes in the shoring. Oh, he gets yeah. full of himself. It was. <laughs> That's him landing. That's the only picture we have of him landing. Oh, wow. So, you know, listen, people like Kenny Adam, my mm-hmm. Auntie Marjorie, yeah. Douglas MacArthur, Aileen MacDonald, were all people who who, who helped me by, by giving yes. me advice, you know, maybe pointing out things that I had done that I shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And I think you learn an awful lot of things from criticism. True. You know, if somebody says a bad thing about you, you know, take the positive from what they're saying. Sure. Um, I'll never please everybody all the time, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's interesting. Yeah. But what about little things just like, look so shiny? Because I remember when I used to show the horses and there were things you could put maybe hairspray on when you when you were giving them a final dust off Do or any know, tips um, like that. Baby oil or Do you know this? I, 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 I am the world's worst... To be honest, we take them out the field to go to the Highland Show on the on to show on the Thursday. We leave on the Tuesday morning. I take them out the field on on the on the Monday mm. morning. We maybe do a little bit of prep. We blow them out with a cattle blower. Oh, like a big blow dry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fluffy. Honestly, yeah, a huge, you know, and that blows all the dust and stuff out of them. Do they mind? Uh, they get used to it once they sort of realise that you know. Yeah. They get used to it. Um, that's about it. Okay. Um, we don't use enough lot of products on them. What and about for washing the mane and tail? Just a regular no, shampoo. Just yeah, or? right. Except one the stallion last year, he had a scent. You know, we used coconut oil, coconut shampoo. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's just a, a, a typical agricultural horse, sure. sheep, cattle, cattle shampoo is probably usually the best. Okay. Anything was horse and it cost double for the same product. <laughs> True. Yeah. Amazing. So... But I mean, it's mostly, the, you know, when the, when you get to the week of the Highland Show, that is what you've got to work with. You start, we start, the Highland Show starts in August. Really? Yeah. The year before the in The year August. before, that's when we Ooh. start, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's quite a tragedy that we are here now in this position with the COVID-19. Yeah. The Highland Show has been cancelled and it's the only in the 200 years, it's only been cancelled yeah. twice. Yeah. It was the other time, 2001. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, did you, what did you feel, Harry, when you first heard this? We sort of knew it was coming, but it was still a devastating blow because, you know, it is a highlight of, you know, of, it's a highlight. of our year. Um, nobody's allowed to get married, nobody's allowed to die, no, nobody's allowed to get born on that week. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's just the week we have for the Highland Show and it's very, very important, very, very prestigious. And it was a bit of a body blow and I, I don't suppose I've come to terms with it yet. It won't be till after, the, the week after, we thought, you know, we should have been here. So, it, yeah, it, it was a bit of a body blow. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't yeah. unexpected. You know, we, we could see it building up and building up and building up and, mm-hmm. you know, they made the right decision. For sure. 
how different was it when the last time it was cancelled, 2001? Do you remember those circumstances around that? Well, that was foot and mouth. There was no stock allowed. And, you know, the directors at the time decided they couldn't run the show without stock. Um, so, you know, it was cancelled then. Yeah. It, it was a different kind of pandemic, It I was guess. a different kind of pandemic. You could have still had machinery and everything else, but the machinery manufacturers are saying, if there's no cattle and sheep there, will farmers go? And if farmers are not going, it's basically not going to be a, a, a show. So mm. I think yeah. they had no option but to cancel it there and then as well. Sure. It, it sort of leaves a hole. You know, that gap will always be in all the trophies, you know. Exactly. A hundred years' time, you know, you look at trophies over a hundred years and you see you see the gaps and you're sort of going, you know, it, it just leaves a bit of a hole. It is. But next year, 2021, yeah. hopefully, will be a good one. And Harris, you have around 50 Shetland ponies yes, here. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And how close are you to each and every one of them? Well, you've always got your favourites. But yeah, I was going to ask, who are the favourites? Yeah, you always have your favourites. Um, it's hard with livestock because, you know, tragedy can strike at any moment. Mm. And, and, and as a farmer, you, you know, you, you try not get too close to animals because it, it leaves a devastating blow when you when you, when you you lose one. And um, Okay. You know, I had a... 20-year-old mare, 21-year-old mare. This is her last fall this year. Mm. And we, we, I kept an eye on her 24 hours a day, seven days a week, coming on to foaling. We fold. I was there. I stood there all night. We got a fall, fall up living, everything going good. And it came to a month old and it died on Wednesday. Oh, the fall or the, the fall, mum? Just the fall. The fall oh. for, for no reason. You know, just one of those things. Mm. Fine in the morning, fine in the evening. It, it You know... We checked them twice a day. It was being petted. It, it, it was quiet. And then next morning, it, it's... Mm. And so it is quite emotional if you're very attached to them, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like losing your pet. Mm. You have a lot of pets then? I have a lot of pets. Everyone leaves a hole. Oh. And, you know, sometimes you've got to make the decisions and it's not what something I'm very good at. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, I guess with the Highland Show being cancelled, that's obviously one big um, uh, part of the whole season of yeah. shows. But otherwise, generally, Harry, would you travel quite a lot with the ponies? Where um, would you tend to go? I haven't travelled that far. I, Great Yorkshire last year, we went to Great Yorkshire at Harrogate, Harrogate last year. Uh, we were lucky enough to be champion. I've been there a few times. Over the years, my grandfather travelled all around Britain yeah. all summer. Um, but this year, we were booked in to do to do the Royal Welsh and also the World Championships in Normandy. Wow. We were booked in to do those as well. Yeah, in France. In France, yeah. Yeah. At St. Lo. Um, so it's left a huge hole, mm-hmm. you know, this year. You altogether. notice it, for yeah. sure. And Harry, what do you love most about the Shetland Pony breed? Um, their nature, you know, they they are. Everyone is different. Everyone has its own characteristics. They're extremely friendly. They are extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. They have a mind of their own, and if it, if they say no, they mean no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, their characters. The, everyone is a character, uh-huh. and 
they're just very very easy easy ponies to work with you know I'm a farmer we've got you know crop we've got cows we've got sheep we can't rug them and take them in every night and stuff so they're a very good multi-purpose versatile yes. easy to look after not horse. too high maintenance not too high maintenance yeah and um, yeah. they suit our system you know they're running all the rough ground mm-hmm. um, and they give a lot of pleasure when you see them sold yeah. to other people yeah and aside from showing um do you do you do any kind of demonstrations with the ponies or any other um events we've had a few open days oh, right. during the fa- at the farm over the years we haven't had one you know i think the last one was six seven years ago mm-hmm. um no we haven't done any of those things for, for a while mm-hmm. um yeah it's mostly shows um mm-hmm. i had, i would have had an older stud my most of my ponies when i took over were a lot older okay so i've, I've had to build it up um it, they take the average age, I think, when I took over would have been maybe 13. Okay. Now the average age is now seven. Yeah. So that's taken a while. Yeah, getting a bit younger. Yeah. And you were saying that you were going to show in France. Do you get inquiries for the ponies from everywhere, like around the world? Do you have people? Yes, yes. Whereabouts? Um, Argentina, Australia, I think um, the most famous pony breeding pony in Australia was Wells Rising Star. Was it? My grandfather wow. sold him to. We sold a lot to Australia over the years. Yeah. The last one went in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Wales High Class. Yeah. Um, Czech Republic, Denmark, Holland, no, you know, but mm. we've had a very tight start, and I haven't been able to sell anything, and it's only now I've been able to expand because sheep and cattle will expand like that. Sure. Horses don't. You know, you have one foal. You maybe have two foals in three years, or you know, and it mm-hmm. takes them three, four years to start breeding. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while to build up your it stud. Takes a while yeah. for the pedigree yeah. to continue. Yeah. yeah, can imagine. And how did they get there? Is it quite a kind of um, easy process, or do they need to like go to London? It's extremely and difficult and extremely expensive. Can imagine. I think it costs twelve thousand pounds to put up to put a pony to to Australia. My goodness! Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's not a cheap thing. Yeah, and the ponies themselves must cost quite a lot. They, they range from everything from, you know, from very little to, to, to very, you know, to quite a lot. What's well, kind of like the top price you've ever had? My father sold the top price, £10,000, wow. 1990. Wow. That, that went to France. Ah, uh, which horse was that? Which pony Wales was that? Final Command. Ah, okay, yeah. And how old was... was he was, he was eight. Eight, okay. Kind of good age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how many ponies, like, in a year would you would you say? It, I guess it changes from year to yeah. year. But how many tend to to sell in a year and how many are bred? Um, I'm trying to breed probably 10 to 12 foals every year. Oh, lovely. Um, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. I run about 20 mares with the stallions. So if I get half of them in foal, um, I've got one or two older ones which are always going to be difficult to get in foal. So I'm aiming to aim 10, mm-hmm. 12 foals a year. Yeah. It's roughly what I'm aiming for. And how many would you sell? Up until now, very few, only a handful. 
Sure. Because I tried to build the stud up. Yes. So over the years, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm looking to sell half of that, okay. half of those. Yeah. So I'm able, to, okay. I'm able to pick and choose the ones that I'm keeping. And it's not about keeping the best ones, it's about keeping, you know, the, the right bloodlines. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I need to sell quite a few of the good ones to go to good homes to then, mm-hmm. you know, carry on. Yeah. And do you, are you also, Harry, looking around for other um, no. ponies to bring no. into the stud? No, no you're just Very, well, that's not closely true. focused. I, um, I bought my auntie's bought my auntie's stallion in but that goes back to Wells mm-hmm. E-line so we introduced the E-line again mm-hmm. the stud is made up of, of, of basically three lines we've got the V-line the P-line and the E-line and to, to breed I, I crossed those lines mm-hmm. so I, I had lost the E-line or my father had lost the E-line for a number of reasons just bad luck and I've introduced it again through buying grandparents, you know, grand dams of, of with of wells course. in it. Yeah. So it goes back to wells very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, with pedigree breeding, you need the luck. Yes. You know, you need luck. Mm-hmm. I bought, I went to buy some ponies with the E-line in it from, from a lady and she was selling them uh, with my auntie's help and my mum, we went down, I bought four a mare, you know, really big money, you know, two and a half thousand, two thousand, eighteen hundred, twelve hundred. Wow, yeah. And there was an old mare standing in the corner of the field and I saw her and I liked her and she told me what it was, Whitefield Pride. So I put the pedigree into my phone and it came up with the pedigree. The grand dam was Wells Puzzle. Mm. And I said, what would you do with it? I didn't want to say too much because I was scared she would ask for thousands. Yeah. And I said, how much? She said, I'll give it to you as long as you never sell her. Oh, that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. Our fast fall was Highland Show champion three years later. Oh, wow. Very good. Yeah. 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 So are there are there any of the ponies that you just wouldn't sell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How many? Some people say most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was to, there's two, two girls who, who always say, you know, you can't keep everything, but you try. Um, yes. Yeah, that, that, there's some of the older ones I, I, I could never part with. You know, like West, you know, Stallion up there, I couldn't part with. Oh, you know, yeah. The one that was champion last year, I couldn't, you know, that one up there, I could never part with him. Mm. Um, the older mayors, I, you know, I, I can't part with them. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine, totally. And Harry, you've had, as you said, you've had um, people interested from all over the world, from Australia, mm. Czech Republic, and... You've had royalty who are interested in the ponies as well? Yeah, yeah. We've, you know, my grandfather used to have a, a very good friend of his. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Chatsford. Okay. What do you call them? Devonshire. Uh, Lady Devonshire. Countess Devonshire. Okay. Um, you know, they were very big into Shetland ponies at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we've met, they've opened a lot of doors, you know, Met Princess Anne, Princess Philip, and all that through the ponies. Okay. You know, and they are very, very knowledgeable on horses. And it, yes. When you talk to them about ponies and stuff, you know, it's amazing. They go, like, well, how did you know that? <laughs> yeah, you know, they so, are knowledgeable. Yeah. That's true. And that was sort of a bit of a you know, eye opener as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Any other famous people who you've had encounters with with the ponies? Oh, I don't know. Huh. Famous collectors? No, not really, no. Mm. That'd be with it. Yeah. And do you find also being here in northeast of Scotland, is it particularly kind of helpful for the breeding? Or it's well, Aberdeen shows are very much, uh, uh, you know, the, the climate and, and the ground and is very, you know, it's a big advantage. Um, also, breeding other pedigree stock has been an advantage as well. You pick up tips from one that you can use on others. I mean, there was a guy who, who told me years ago that, you know, like, to keep the hair as black as they are, there's no point, we're, we're low in copper, so we'll get a brown tinge on the hair. Okay. Sheep, cattle, ponies. So there's no point feeding copper. You have to feed it earlier in the winter. Mm-hmm. So we use cattle blocks rather than equine blocks. Ah, and that then, when yeah. the hair comes out, it's black. Oh, that's very clever from eating the copper. Yeah, just, you know. I wonder if that helps for people as well. Probably, maybe. <laughs> Can but you the, eat copper? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you do You do have to watch copper because it is a poison as well. But if you use too much. Right, very small amounts. Yeah, it's just, they'll take it when they like want to. Like mustard or something. Yeah, same That's with, amazing. Mm-hmm. Same with, I know when I started trying to go with my father, my first two foals were born dead. Oh. Inside, we watched them all the time. Went away to carve a cow, came back, the mare had had a dead foal. Oh. And we, we couldn't understand why, but we then thought, well, we feed cows vitamin E. We're, we're in a very low selenium vitamin E area. Mm-hmm. That gives you high uh, vigour for newborns. So we thought, well, maybe that's a problem with, with foals. Maybe the, the vitamin E levels are too low. So we've addressed that with our mineral balancer. And so far, touch wood, we've been, you know, pretty pretty successful breeding from then great. on. Great, yeah, that's I very good. I think 45 yeah. mares have foaled, and I think we've had 41 foals. Wow. Living foals. You know, yeah. You're always going to get the, the, mm-hmm. the one that slips through the net. Mm-hmm. And it must be such a wonderful thing to do to be surrounded by all these beautiful ponies and it must have, uh, obviously it must be a lot of hard work too, but what would you say is your, the biggest joy of what you do? Winning. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. The rosette, yeah. yeah. Are you quite competitive? Um, I wouldn't say winning is the, I wouldn't say winning is everything. I would say winning is the only thing. Brilliant. Um, no, it's yeah. I think I think having put good stock on the ground, being able to to enter a field and go, do you know this? I'm 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 happy with what I've done. You know, Ready? I, yeah. To, to see something, I think, you know, like I say, Alien McDonald and Kenny Adam, and even my auntie have said, you know, they can see a difference. And when people of that calibre can see a difference mm. and see that I'm, I'm getting, they say I'm getting better, I think that's, you know, that, that helps. Encouraging, yeah. And also to be recognised by other people mm. outside the breed, you know, and people, you know, you, you, we like what you breed. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that's the best. I think mm-hmm. that sort of, you know, mm, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Because you always doubt yourself when you're breeding. You, you always think, am I good enough? Have I done sure. enough? Sure, yeah, with anything, I yeah. guess, yeah. But like I say, it's a passion. and. Yeah, well, you've had so many wins now that it must be quite um, quite uh, 
quite some kind of um, an accolade, really, to be considered. Yeah, but again, you know, once you've won one, you know, it's, the only one that counts is the, is the next one. The next one or the last the one. The next one, yeah. True. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Harrisley. Amazing to hear a bit more about it. And thanks so much. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields. and enhance your life with elements of fragrances, candles, room sprays, perfumes and colognes by Tessa Williams.